1: On Hale Varsity Radio
2: with Andrew
1: Rogers and Damon Benning she calls up and finds out you know i'm giving them the scores mainly because she read it in usa today and probably heard of that it was in usa today you know and she just comes over and she's madder than a hornet i mean she's just screaming and you know you did this and this and she starts sweating this is bs you know and i go i go listen the sid office got iowa wesley in usa today three times. I said, your office couldn't get Iowa Wesley in- into USA Today unless there was a mass murder on campus. And <laughs> so she was not happy.
0: Good morning, Wednesday morning, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning who looks very sharp today in
3: the maroon vest. I just wanted to match you. I'm thinking. You knew it. I'm thinking. If we go any sort of Mississippi State, if we get any sort of Crimson, I just I want to be part of the team, man. It's You're like, always a part of the team. No, well, uh, you know, we. You just got into my head, my old Mandula Oblongata, 15 minutes before the show, telling me I put too much faith in society. So now I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I in just my, like to make you think. I'm kind of in my feels a little bit. Hey, and I'm I'm like, so I. So at the end of the day, I'm like, man, do I? No, but I but I think a lot of people do. Bro, it's not I, just you. I I, I, I put a lot of faith I, in society I too. I cheer for people, I and mean, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes it's at my own expense, mm-hmm. and I get it. And it makes some people close to me not happy with me, you know. Um, but like I gen- I generally cheer for, and at the end of the day, you have to be happy with yourself and, and how and you carry and, and you yourself in and, life. And you know what? Here's at the end of the day, I just think the better everybody even if i don't agree with them or there's very few people i dislike i'd say I dislike but even if i don't like you like hey man as long as you're not hurting anyone or being disrespectful like we can disagree and go mm-hmm. like i'm i don't know if i'm gonna cheer for you but i'm certainly not gonna want your demise which is why i don't need a pound of flesh right I, I, it's just you know i don't you there'll be very very few times where you'll see me just actually outright disparage people and and they could have actually done wrong it's just not my style and i doesn't and i'm not critiquing other people if they do hey you know coach did this or player did this or man my coworker did this like i just somewhere along the way and i think it's that big it's from being at bottom once like yeah you know i was super humbled um going through my divorce, and so I just, it, like, changed my, it just, it didn't change, it like, it kind of heightened what was hiding in me, in terms of, like, you know, kind of being other-centered, that I just don't, like, I just want to see people do well, because I don't want anybody feeling like I felt during those two years, right, so it's like. Nobody likes to to sit back and um,
0: kind of dwell in negativity, and, and that some people do. Some people the thrive. Is very. Strange. Some people thrive like almost. It's almost lighter fluid to them. It, it helps them grow. It helps. It helps them sustain their views in life, which is great. Yeah. Perspective is everything. Yeah. Right. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Whatever you want to say. Um, live your life. Right. But for me, and you talk about style. My style is to just kind of like block out the things
3: that I can't control. Mm-hmm. And, and c- as, as, as you my coach control. would like to say, Coach Lamanji's line, it should be on a T shirt, control the controllables. And every time a player would bring something to him, and he'd simply say, Are you controlling the controllables? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God, oh, that's a good point. Uh, that, that, that's a good point. Where, where this birth, people are like, Ah, oh, man, you know what's going on? And welcome to the show, Coffee and Cream in the Morning. You can get <laughs> at us at 888 678 4768, right? 4876. 888. 888. Eight, eight, eight. Eight, eight. 4876. Four, four, eight, I think I got that right. 4876. Yes. I'm just going to You were close. I think you forty eight uh, seventy six. the 7 and 8. 4876. But you can't be wrong because there's no margin of <laughs> error. <in laughs> yeah, I know how to was number. just one off. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. Maybe. This is not horseshoes or three no. I, I just was. And, and I understand, especially over like the 11 or whatever years I've been doing this and and however many thousands of followers, right, you're going to have some some people that don't agree with you or take – it's not even taking shots because it's not personal, but I know people – like I genuinely – I. what did you tell me I put too much – You put too much faith in society. Yeah. S- so I generally don't want to – like I'm not trying to be com- – we can have conversations, but I don't want to be combative, Right. And if I am, I'll pick and choose my spots. Like, when people tell me how I should think, that's probably going to stir something up in me. Or if you don't have the, like, if you don't ask the backstory story or, like, context and you are aggressive, that may. But for the most part, like, if you disagree, like, on, you know, sports or, you know, you don't, you don't like a player I do or food take or, you know, politics or whatever like I'm you know what co- i don't really do i'm cool because i'm probably gonna glean something from it i just don't understand like the vitriol i
0: normally just ask questions to get my point across because if they're talking most mm. of the time no matter no matter where you rest on a certain subject if they're talking and i just keep asking questions at some point they're going to overthink what they're talking about and then tend to agree with a side that yeah, maybe you're leaning toward because all you did was ask questions. Yeah. But you get, them, you get them to kind of dig deeper into a subject, and then the perspective, I think, opens up. Now they can kind of see both windows. Like, I can yeah, see no, through totally, this one, totally. and I can see through that totally. one.
3: And, and Twitter and social media is such a powerful sports medium now with, like, information and opinions and getting it disseminated. It's like you have to understand what you're dealing with. But sometimes, like every now and again, a couple of times a month, I'll still be, I'll give the collective sigh, like, "Wow, you don't really, you're just gonna get that point across, regardless." Like it's, imp- and I and I and so I always go back, and it's it's how I coach, like the family and, and like people around me. Sometimes I just wish people would, like, listen or read to understand. Versus listening or reading to reply. If we could just move past that, I I I think we. It's like Rodney King. Sweet Jesus, <laughs> can we all just get along? So I just like you know, especially with so many hot button like sports topics or world topics or or whatever. Like this whole World Cup thing and and journalists and. And deaths, unfortunately, and it's it's a it's such strong opinions, and people will talk about a couple of journalists, and then it gets into what particular countries believe and why folks are at odds with what happened. And I'm like, I'm all about education. People lost their lives. Like, are we really drilling down into that? Mm-hmm. I'm all about education and
0: knowing what's going on in the world, but don't make me feel like I'm either dumb or stupid or whatever because I was negligent of it before
3: you told me, <laughs>
0: right? That's kind of how I look at things.
3: <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a funny. Uh, I, I, I dig it. It's you know like, who's
0: really good about presenting information or was really good about presenting information? Who's that? Mike Leach. Yeah. Mike Leach
3: was a phenomenal uh, character. Well, he was just a storyteller who... Kind of t- could tell stories by taking himself out of the equation and making it feel like but he was so smart too because
0: yeah. he had the background that made him what he was i, even I got, mean, when you go am ma-
3: matching yeah
0: we we went all black and uh black and maroon is that close today?
3: enough? kinda it, and it wasn't planned. no, i didn't know what you were rocking, well, you know me, I'm wearing a hat of some kind, yeah, is that kind of your stick i have so, about i have roughly I don't know, a hundred Hundred thirty, hundred forty hats, and you don't wear one. No, I have a great long box. It's long. you probably have some pretty sweet old hats in there. I do, I do. Uh, there's a couple that I looked at the other day because you know I'm moving and now that we're in the district and stuff. I I'm just trying to like settle in, so I was getting rid of the. Did old. you recently move? Yeah, I've I've own we've moved in. Uh. August, It's right. Before. Wow, yeah. that was quick. Yeah, I thought you've been there for a long time. Oh no, I, I, but I guess
0: yeah, when you changed.
3: I've only tr- been so there when you three, changed th- districts. Yeah, you said yeah, three months. Wow. Yeah, fresh. I, I don't know. That's I, why I'm I, still. That's why you know, still, it's still funny. That's why I'm still figuring out what's on this side of town because I know you're not super familiar with Omaha, mm-hmm. but I've never lived south of. Fourth Street. I lived on Grover for a year and a half on, in in ninety nine. Never ever. When I, I was trying to get a another football job after I got cut in Carolina and Washington, and and so I was kind of transient, right, as in an apartment uh, apartment. And I liked Grover Street. It's like seventy second and Grover. It was cool because I was by the interstate. But that's the only time for a little short snippet. For the eighty percent of my adult life, I've been n- n- north of Maple. So I'm finding things over here <laughs> that I didn't even. Yeah,
0: it's it's a whole new it's a whole new landmark for me too. I mean, it, if you could identify anything, it's like I, you know how the world was created, like it was Pangaea and mm-hmm. then it broke yeah. apart. And you know what Pangaea
3: is? Yeah, Pangaea was all the continents. <laughs> yeah. I like history, <laughs> yeah. and I would be a good game show partner for you for like history. Say less. I, I do you think we could be really good at
0: password the game password? Yeah, yeah. I like stuff like that, and it's maybe really, we'll try it on this show at
3: some point. I don't know. You start finishing my sentences, and we're done. <laughs> Pangea, wasn't that the? Uh,
4: Here we uh, go, Wasn't that the uh, planet Avatar was on? Oh. Wow. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Every I wish Shane was on camera because you can tell everything about him by the way he rolls his eyes after he says
3: something. <laughs> and I was uh, when I got home last night because I double dipped. I watched Miller North Girls. Uh, and Millard West and I went to watch Boys West Side and Millard South just to see the kiddos. I got home, and lo and behold, what was on late night was some deal on Channel 7 about Avatar. Well, they're making a new Avatar movie. Yeah, I saw that. There's a new one coming out. Here, he has very strong seen. takes on. Do you remember on Blue people? Our, on our former life where we couldn't figure out what all the fuss was with the original Avatar. It won all these awards. and I think, Shane, if I remember correctly, in your 30-minute meltdown about overrated, underrated, it was basically just the, is it digital? What do you call special effects? Or I have a, I have a
4: soft spot in my heart for the movie Avatar. Here we go. Very soft. I mean, I've got my hand over my heart right now. You are soft. I, I, I'm very soft. Uh, back a week or two before the original movie came out, uh, I was on a show called Schick and Nick on some <laughs> other station here in town. <laughs> you guys might have heard of Schick and Nick. Uh, Who are those guys? Matt Schick, Nick Ball. Yep. Oh. Yep, I know and those we, people. we Is had. his
0: middle name Allen,
4: Nicholas Allen Ball. Matt Allen Schick, yes.
2: <laughs> that and, <was> we
4: <laughs> and we had a guest on, and the guys were looking at me going, why are we having this guy on? Well, a week or two later, a movie came out that he had directed called Avatar, so we had James Cameron on, like right before the movie Th- came out. This is real, by the way. And you didn't let them know? No, they no. knew. Oh, okay. This but they were story. But they no. were like, why are we having this on? And then when they got done, they were like, we just had like one of the greatest directors of all time. We just talked to this guy for like 20 minutes while he was editing the movie. That's sweet. So putting, hold,
0: on, putting, hold on, let me get
4: this fight scene done. Putting finishing touches on it.
3: <laughs> I, I So I knew when you said that, I was like, I wanted to see what he thought. Because Avatar is kind of a, a bust thing. But yeah, that was that was on last night. And, and I also have
4: another uh, soft heart in my
0: heart for the Smurfs because I'm kind of like Hefty Smurf. So, you know. well, you, just, you you like blue people. Yeah. So you like sad and somber people in our world. Yeah.
3: All the blues. Land in the plane. Back and, to, and? Land in the plane. Back not to media. Not
0: favorite hockey team?
3: No. St. Louis Blues. No, his favorite hockey just team. Just when they lose to the <laughs> Avalanche. It's just to the West. Hey, are you disappointed in their start? What, their JV team that's
4: out there right yeah, now? Yeah, they, they,
3: are, they are pretty banged up. Well, I mean, that's, that's a standard
4: start for coming off of a championship, isn't it? I mean... Unless you're like Tampa Bay, I mean, you don't really. There's not really teams I don't that know. are.
0: No, you you look at that team up and down last year, and I know they lost Kadri and some other right. pieces. Like Burakovsky went to they. Um, they're, they're
3: still loaded. Seattle, but they're just they not are. healthy.
0: They're, they are immensely loaded. Oh. Now Mac was hurt a lot last year too, so I'm I'm kind of wondering what his longevity
3: is going to be like in the NHL. Hey, how about this though? What was what was this open? Is this? Like I know, we kind of get it. No, no, it's cool because I think, there. here's the deal though, the more we get into this, like I think people, what I, th- I hope listeners appreciate is it doesn't matter what it is, if you want to talk mm-hmm. about it, we'll talk about it. Yeah, 100%. We'll try
0: to show you 4, 638.
3: 4768.
0: 4876, actually. No. Um, if it yeah. makes it easier,
3: the you less. Know what, you know what it is? It's, it's McCook in the spirit of Philadelphia because it's 48 County on the license plate. It's McCook. Mm-hmm. And it's seventy six. The spirit of seventy six. So you should get it right then. It's four I'll, eight I'll, seven six. Listen, I'll never miss it again.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> Watch.
3: <laughs> no. that,
0: well, that's how hey, my write mind,
3: that down, Jane. That's how my mind works. Yeah. I was going to say if it actually if it makes it easier,
4: it could be eight 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 six three eight h v r n.
0: Yeah, that for, makes it a little more difficult for me.
4: i r n. I'm just trying to help you
0: out. I'm just HBO and like a bobblehead. Yeah bouncing up and down no you're right i mean it, it provides a, a genuine side to the show um maybe an escape that's kind of how i love to look at sports is kind of my escape from the outside world and you come here and you just get you know you get you get good conversation and you and i want people to call in call that number 888 we'd love to have you on we'd this love to the talk
3: in- the incredibles <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're on the YouTube right now, uh, our Honey, tripod for a cell phone.
5: is my suit?
0: Super suit. Stickler. Come on, man. Get it right. Buzz. The Incredibles. I understand. That was that was great. It wasn't incredible, but it was great. It's a good movie. The movie. Movie. movie was great. I meant your quoting of the line. Oh, sorry.
3: My yeah, hey, bad. Not incredible. So, were you how flooded was your Twitter timeline. timeline yesterday with Mike Leach, how about is in such a great way turning it great around way. immediately with the tribute to Mike Leach? you know what you know what that is?
0: because I've, I've been there before, you know what that is? They had that already and canned yeah canned, yeah yeah, they, they had it built, and there are no matter who what You're what up. icon it is. Um, and I'm not going to say a name because I'm not going to get called on.
3: speaking speak to
0: Yeah, I'm not going to be the guy I, I, that says, hey, think, you can, did this. I can think of a you few. You did this, I and I few. can think of a few too. But if you just take on a, any random name and you're like, hey, this person, not doing so hot right now. Um, that's, an whether, that's
3: an aha moment. And take, whether it's a long-term. It is. Take on me. Um, did you order cartoons in pen and pencil and you flip the pages? Take, that's one of the best music you know? videos. Oh, my gosh.
2: It's
0: so cool.
4: You could have you could have something in the can, and it doesn't have What's to. Doing? It doesn't have to to be in relationship to a death. I mean, it could be you could have something in the can, thinking Mo- something positive is going yeah, to happen. More
0: often than not, though, it's it's hey, we're, gonna, we're going to release this right when it happens. And when Mike Leach had all of his health issues take place, and they realized the seriousness behind it. Somebody was working on that all night, Dude, they had some way to compile that. They had
3: like – And it wasn't just him. It was the SEC network, too. Hal it was mommy. everybody. So, so have you, do you remember – and maybe he's better than some think, right, when you drill down into the numbers. But was he, was he a better story than he was a coach, or was he like a really good coach, too? I think because he, his story
0: I think his story outweighs his coaching but his story is all about his coaching. Does that make sense? Like it, it it's all in connection to one another. But the story itself, he's able to relate to so many people because he provided not only humor to whether it was a press conference, a post-game interview, a halftime interview.
3: Did you um, watch those snippets of him, like, doing drills? Like, trying to show people <laughs> yes. how to do it?
0: And, you know, I actually thought about this because I I'm like, wondered, you're like, not even as, getting
3: down and, like, shucking. You're as, just like, hey, when
0: you're on the left, you move to the right. As a player, like a I
3: just wonder how I would feel about that. Yeah, you're like,
0: But because of his mind, that his motions never corresponded to what was in his head. Because he was such a higher-level thinker. and. You would probably overly appreciate playing for I wonder, a guy like I him. I wonder,
3: but so what about To? Was To a he, little bit like that, or did, could he? Yeah, like, he didn't demo a ton of things, and when he did, I was like, "Oh, that doesn't look good." But you were really good, so let's just go with it. And because of his track record and success, right? that that plays more. Like, that's what he's wearing on his shoulders. Do you think, as a player, I wonder, man, I. I wonder what players think. Does your coach have to have done it for you to to be all in, or is it the level of connectivity that they have in telling you what it is that you need to do? I always wondered that, just because I've always I've always played for the best coaches are able to do both. People that have done it, and I don't, and it's varying degrees. I'm not saying they had to be good, but. I think, as I think about this out loud, I think it's more about, and I think Paul Johnson, I think Mike Leach in particular, I think it's more about your ability to connect with people because I think good leaders you gravitate towards because it's them and your relationship with them telling you, not because of anything else. I I think, I think. Right. But that's kind of, shoot, that's a whole, that's a whole nother, I think, topic. But do you have to have, do you have to have experience doing it at that level? Or do you have to be, is it more about the communication? The easy answer is probably both. But if you had to take it or if you had to take one, I think it's more. Because people, Players loved Coach Leach, but he was
0: so different, mm-hmm. which is what made him so likable. So if it came down to communication, or if it came down, what was the other one you presented?
3: L- like, like just, just ha- having done it. Yeah. Be- be- because like, 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 let's look at Dion for instance. A lot of Dion's prowess is because of his accomplishments, but he sprinkles it in with his delivery, and it's like, Huh. Conversely, you take a look at a guy like Matt Rule, who's very experienced in terms of <laughs> this what is he's done, but his delivery
0: right is different. You know, I'm mapping it out in my head and I'm thinking, okay, would I rather have the guy that communicates most likely would turn that into what's being done, but you could say anything. Like you could I, be the best public speaker but be one of the worst but, at what you do. But
3: why is it that professional athletes a lot of times when they go into coaching sometimes struggle because it's 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 their lack of connectivity? Mm-hmm. That I think is, 100% the, the, is the barrier, even though the player's like, oh, man, he or she's done this before. But they haven't come I'm listening. Right? right? So they've played, but they haven't S- coached. So maybe it is about, again, I know the safe answer is probably both, but I don't know, man. It, it may lean more communication. I, I, I do know players In that. that are more willing to endure a co- what a coach is telling them, even if they don't like it, because he or she's had mm-hmm. success before. Yeah, if you put Nick Saban anywhere just today
0: and say his communication was horrible, yeah. but he's been able to do it. And
3: he can't demo a drill either, right? Right, but he's been
0: able to that's, do it. It's easy to appeal to somebody to say, like, hey, we'll win national championships here because he's been doing it over and over and over again, time after time. But if he had communication and you weren't winning national championships – Think about how you develop as a player, as a, as a person, just because you played for that, so sh- so you, that coach.
3: So technically, you should be all in on, on like so let's say, for instance, Matt Rule. I should be. Because he's done it before.
0: But he's kind of done a little bit of both, right? But you're, you're right when you say his approach is so vastly different than other coaches. And that is because, well... He's a great coach. He's like a great speaker, but he also is a rebuilder. He works from the bottom up. He doesn't just hop in to a good
3: situation. Mm. Is it experience? I don't know if you had to take. What's our poll question? 888-638-4876. Our poll question is based on morning dump yesterday. Oh, talk to me. What do we got? (laughs) It
0: was, do you acknowledge half birthdays? Oh, five. <laughs> We talked no, That's, we
3: that's, were that's actually, do that. That's actually interesting, though, because right. I am curious. Yeah. But tomorrow, the next poll question is going to be from today. From a coaching instance. Yeah, 888 Fantastic show today. Coming up,
0: we'll set the lineup. Yep, next here on Coffee and Cream.
2: Coffee
1: and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. You know, Pitt State grills would come out, everybody cheer. So then when the opposing team came out, they'd get this thing stoked up and they'd play Welcome to the Jungle, full blast. And then and then they throw bananas <laughs> out of the stands <laughs> at the opponent as they're coming on the field. I mean, it was just fantastic. Uh. And uh and Guns N' Roses would just be, be Blair and welcome to the jungle.
0: I mean, just an absolute national treasure was Mike Leach. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that went through that guy's mind, he is the epitome of somebody that doesn't have a filter. Yeah. But when I say doesn't have a filter, it's not in a like negative context or he's not just out there throwing F-bomb this or or another curse word that he's just out there speaking what's on his mind. He reminds me of somebody that has the mind of like my niece, right? <laughs> like my, the my little, two year, the old little two year old that I was watching because, like, rocking us on. Uh, he'll just he'll just rattle whatever's off his head, and like he's an experienced guy. What, like Mike Leach was what, a huge. What do you say, Anaru?
3: <laughs> Awu, Aru,
0: Awu, Aru? Awu. Aru? She can't she can't get the. Uh, the I don't NDR. I don't know. I think
3: old I think old Coach Leach would have been like Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> 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 The
0: candy corn. Hey, shout out, shout out to Clara. She's probably watching us right now, so we'll give oh. Clara a nice wave. What's up, princess? She is a cutie. Tim's on line one. I want to bring Tim onto the show because uh, he has a, a nice Mike Leach comparison for us.
2: Tim, good morning. What's Warren, up? I'm a little, I'm a little offended. I didn't also get called cutie. Um, <laughs> you guys can try again next time. Uh. <laughs> When you talk comparisons, when you talk about coaching, when you talk about experience versus communication, there's so many ties through life. But to me, you always go back to the best. And the, the best example I have, being a Nebraska is tell me about John Cook's professional volleyball career that he had mm. that led him to be AVCA coach multiple times, national championships, all of this stuff. I mean, just the fact that he was trusted to succeed Terry Pettit Apparently, Terry Pettit didn't give a crap that John Cook never played women's volleyball. I think <laughs> when you're looking at it, you're right. The easy answer is both. But as a as a youth coach, I don't care if a guy's done it or if a gal's done it. Can you communicate it? There it is. Because my nine-year-old, I've always said is dumb enough to be really good at softball. She's never going to be able to coach it. She's probably not going to be able to communicate it. Mm. But she can sure as heck go out and do it. So that's where I would fall. I'll hang up and listen to your feedback. I hope you both have a wonderful Christmas and smell Bath and Body Works until <laughs> like, Christmas comes.
0: Hey Tim, we appreciate you. I'm actually repping Bath and Body Works today. I'm like hey. I'm wearing it on my on my body. I got the fragrance. I actually wore the birch one today. Can hey, you Smell so that? Does, does it you're smell you're more? like
3: Taylor Martinez. You got fragrance throughout mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. Shane, do we have any Taylor Martinez? Queued up, he's because he used to have chills throughout. Tim his killed body. it with that response, though. Uh, Tim is great. Tim's a guy that I would actually hang out with, uh, <laughs> opposed to... to a guy that I would. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he's
0: actually a guy uh, I hang out with. Well, what else is like, there? Well, What can else you tell is me who there? you wouldn't hang out with? Like you hang out with a lot
3: of people. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're very open-minded. I think I, you would. I, I am, and even like I don't know. And so here's the cool thing. There's this weird thing about me where you don't even have to really um, like agree with me or like me. If I think you can make me better, <laughs> I'm probably going to endure. Just right. sit down and have a conversation. Hey, yeah, you and Taylor. Mar- mm-hmm. did, does Taylor Martinez use Bath & Body? What do you think, Shay? I got chills around hey, s- my body. Hey, smell my sweatshirt. No. Come on. Oh, oh, Show okay. the people. Okay, Show sh- the
0: people. Just smell it. Just give it a whiff. I'm glad we won. You like that? That's the Birch Eucalyptus uh, fragrance. The oh, yeah, ready. that's legit. Yeah.
3: It's oh, kind of weird that we did that, but. It's all right. I'm secure. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I mean, but hey, <laughs> you guys do you. <laughs> but, Anybody yeah, that's, else out that's, there? That's smell? legit. Yeah.
0: Bath and Body Works, oh, man, do they have some good fragrances, cologne, and Tim candle told me, smells. Tim told me
3: to check yesterday to make sure that I am subscribing and getting the mail. The, the coops. Yeah. And I actually am, but do you know where else I'm getting them from? Victoria's Secret. Did you purchase anything from them? A couple of years ago, but do you know what it, you know what my jam was? Did you need a, like a new sexy outfit for yourself? Or? Fab- fabric softener sheets. Oh.
0: Oh, that's what you got from Victoria's Secret.
3: Fire! Don't really. Say
0: no, fire. I'm not knocking it. Hey. I'm just saying, like, that's funny to me that that is something that full disclosure. Was that's what you get Secret. with DB. He
3: says some silly things, but I'm authentic. I'm going to keep it 100. <laughs> like, yeah, fabric softener sheets. Unbelievable. So, so
0: and you know, I'm going to sound probably pretty dumb by by asking this question, but what is a fabric softener sheet? So. Um, Believable. Probably. So they're
3: the little white things that you put in the dryer when you want your clothes to either not have static oh, or the smell Oh, okay. Smell so
0: I use the Bounty dryer. They're dryer sheets. Correct. Yeah, but did, did so I say fabric softener yeah. sheets? Well, whatever. I didn't know. I, so same thing. Yeah. So it was just a different way to address it. That's a big it. deal. I just that's, sure that's, that's a big deal to me. That I, that I knew what you I, were talking I,
3: about. I coach a really good player um, at, at Westside. And Is you his know, name Caleb? No. He plays linebacker for us. And we don't much talk about his football prowess. We talk about where his mom gets her cleaning supplies because his jersey always smells good. And he's a tough guy, so it's like you think you kind of stink and be messy. But he's not. He He comes back and he he looks like. And everybody gets a nickname. He he just got his his first day on the field. Yeah, so I call him (laughs) Dr. Smell Good. Right, because it's usually the kid that isn't very good that always has the nice (laughs) jersey. You know what? People are probably so critical just by
0: looking at him. But he's probably one of like y- your your like gritty players. Yeah, he brings like, drama.
3: Yeah, right? he like when he. Yeah, but he what? shows
0: up on the field and you're like that guy. He, doesn't play. he because his mom
3: knows how to get those grass stains. And so out. it's weird, right? It's like you know I'm dapping him up and warm ups so and I'm like, hey, doctor, smell good. And I always mess with him. I said, hey, when's your mom gonna let me know where she gets her cleaning products? She's like ah, she buys a bit bulk at Costco.
1: He goes <laughs> like. All right. <laughs>
0: At what point does your linebacker just start wheezing?
3: I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Mid-sentence. I'm, I'm, I'm different, man. I mean, sometimes I'm talking tackling. Sometimes I'm talking fabric softener sheets. But I, I don't know, man. It's like if, if so, should, should coach co- – and I should know this because I'm in this world. Should coaches be able to like demo and – like if Mac wanted to go out there and dunk, he would. If he wanted to play in the post, he would. Does that matter? Like if I'm getting – if I'm looking at catch and shooting technique from Coach Hoiberg, I'm pretty sure my man could shoot it, right? You'd hope. Do I need that? I'm kind of with Tim, though. I prefer that you communicate it to me because I've – I coached with a guy. I would say a pretty bright football mind. Mm -hmm. But I think where we struggled was – for him to take what's in his head and get high schoolers to do it as he saw it when things change. I'm like, gosh, there's a lot in there. Like, you know, as I reflected on it more, communication is key. Over, so over you're, the past you're, player. You're, you're, you're taking communication. I'm taking communication. So you're taking Paul Johnson. You're taking Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. You're taking John Cook.
0: It's not to say that if you were a former player, you can't do both. And it's not even about being a former player. I think or, it was just, just, or just doing it. Just or, the, the, or ability, the ability to do, d- do it. To, the ability but to like do I, it. The best example I can think of, and, you know, m- maybe it's poor in some minds, but, like, Steve Nash, for example. Like, he oh. was he was one of the best to do it on the court. <laughs> yeah. But, man, could he not communicate with some of the best in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't want to go all isolated
3: examples, right? No, no,
0: no, no. But and I don't but think that's, that's, just, I, that's just a pure example that was in my head because it, it's one of the more recent former players yeah. that didn't make it work.
3: Yeah. Like. And I wonder like at a cert is there a certain level that you get to where you better have done it or people aren't hey, listening at all. But on
0: top of that, talk about maybe like if you were like say the best at what you were doing, maybe that doesn't translate as well to maybe say a hockey player, you're on the fourth line. Right, you're somebody that yep. had to do more with your game. Yeah. You're probably able to communicate the game better than the guy on the top line that's known for scoring. Maybe. Maybe. So I think about that too. If you are a former player, you don't have to be the best. And in fact, I would, I would venture to say you don't. You weren't the best, but you would be
3: a better coach than X person. Maybe the cutoff is like professional, right? Because I think people looked at Urban Meyer and Barry Switzer and some of these guys that came over from college to pros, and I think some of the guys in the locker room were probably like. You haven't done this before. You ever watch the Coach Cal documentary on the 30 for 30 about when he got to the Nets? Like, just how he just didn't have the credibility. I've never seen the 30 for 30, but... Whatever it was, right? Yeah, I think it was the 30 for 30 with Coach Cal. It's fascinating. It is... I'll go back and watch it. ESPN Plus for me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We should have saved this guy. He... Are we playing the game today? We're
0: playing the game next, and he played last week, so we might as well let Brian play again. No, we ought to take his call first. Uh, well, we got 30 seconds. Okay, let's bring Brian No, in. no, we can't. <laughs> You're the boss. If we're out of time, we're out of time. <laughs> well, let's bring him in. We'll tell him to stay on the line, and then we'll go to break. We'll get his take. He can hear us. We don't have to. He Can he hear us, yeah. or is he listening to some pump-up music as he's on no, hold? No, Shane
3: will talk to him. He'll just be like, hey, B., Hold through the break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. All right, we'll try to get to him next if
0: if he hangs around. But uh, we're going to play two for you next. Give us a call, DB. Toss out the number.
3: Uh, It's 888-638-4876, baby. Give
0: us a call. We want to play with you. We want to win you some gift cards. It's two for you, our Wednesday staple. Let's have some fun on Coffee and Cream in the Morning, powered by Currency.
1: Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
0: And we are back. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. DB's losing it.
3: Oh, man. You got to meet this guy. He's nuts, but he's funny. Nuttier than you? So remember when we were talking about the eyebrow deal yesterday, and he's like, man, DB, I'll hook you up. Just need some duct tape and like he's crazy right so today my man good eyebrows go a long way he's talking about like hurting me with like duct tape and just like parting me down the middle no z that's not what i'm talking about but he's (laughs) at the official uber driver he goes i because i could hear him saying it right i mean he's he's a muscle head but he's Mm kind of soft-spoken so it's funny but he goes. He goes. If you're a man, you acknowledge half birthdays. You can't be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I agree with that. Ah! <laughs> Here's the problem with hey, that. Hey, just imagine another girl. Hey, you're cool and all, but you can't be my friend. <laughs> like we're eight and you don't have good which, toys. Which, <laughs> if you
0: if you are celebrating or acknowledging a half birthday, you probably are eight. Let's get to the phone because hey, Brian you, gave you, us a call. You we can't got. Can't
3: be my
6: friend.
0: I don't celebrate half birthdays. I was saying that eight-year-olds do. Brian, you're on. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, fellas?
6: B, what's up, it's buddy? Like, I got the echo fix in the line, I see. Hey, uh, listen, we... we hey, hey I are you guys talking about uh, dryer sheets, and you know, fabric softwares? Yes. The, did you break out the old school book on how to use an iron starch and all that <laughs> other stuff with
3: them? <laughs> so I got to tell you this real funny, st- real quick, B. So I'm leaving here this was probably last week sometime and we're we're kind of wrapping up before some of the 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 main staff gets here so i'm leaving and one of the um one of our staff here is like oh my god you had a hole i was like what and so she she kind of like grabbed my shoulder from behind she's like put your hand right here you have a hole in your zip up brian do you know that that's the second item that I ironed and ironed a hole through. Because... (laughs) What? Yes. So I ruined... So I ruined some shorts a couple years ago. Remember I told that story? I ironed a hole right in my front quad and I apparently... It's such thin material, and I don't like wrinkles. But my dryer has like sixty-eight buttons, so I don't like trying to find the wrinkle-free thing because it takes forever. It goes ding, 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 ding. So I just That's was gonna, I just touched it with the iron, and apparently, I put a hole in it. That's what I. I, 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 I
6: you need a steamer. I I mentioned that. I need I to I grow mentioned, up. Uh, how to use iron? my <laughs> girlfriend, she said, "You don't need that. We got a dryer." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" That's the lazy way out. That Man. is the lazy way out. But. Hey, what's on my mind today, like, two different things. Two different – I watched the electric game last night. I see LeBron James and AD literally run out of gas for three minutes left. Oh, man. I I I, I think LeBron must have aged 10 years in three minutes. It's those terrible months.
3: uniforms they were wearing. That's what it was.
6: It, whatever it was, it, 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 it's, it's pretty bad. But my other thing, I'll get off the phone after this. Well – I hate. I'm not a cowboy fan, as you know. I hate being associated with fans like uh, Skip Bayless. To the <laughs> things he said, you know, I think that's the little thing with Shannon Sharp. Yeah. They're thinking about stuff he said in the past of athletes. You no, know, no, you've been an athlete, the professional level. You think about what it is that maybe he's doing wrong. He don't get because I can say he doesn't like it when people talk about him or freak out his uh, professional accolades, like uh, Jalen Rose did one time. With that oh, yeah. 1.4 points a game in
3: high school, he had him in tears. <laughs> Did we lose B? Did we lose him? Oh man, man, mid conversation, I was, that's, I was engaged. That's my guy. I, and again, I think people missed the point with the whole, with the whole Shannon Sharps get Bayless thing because people had opinions, right? But I think it was the fact that, like Shannon, like thought that was his guy, and mm-hmm. he hung him out to dry. On national like television. Like a wet t shirt. And it wasn't a, clo- it wasn't a, a stick. Rack. It wasn't a stick. Like he, like, and I, this big, strong guy, I think his, feel, his feelings were hurt. I just was like, I don't know, right, wrong, or indifferent if you like the guys or don't. I just thought it was interesting that even at that age, like in the moment, people are going to be people, right? Or you just kind of get off script and it, it gets away from him. <laughs> but then I had to hear the, well, you know, Uh, Just the listen. It's Twitter. I shouldn't even complain, man. I know what I'm (laughs)
0: doing. Hey, Kim's online too. Can I just say this about this caller?
3: Yes.
4: This is the first time I've had a smile on my face all day. Is this Kim Kim? This is Kim Kim.
3: Oh,
0: I'm happy to know that I didn't bring a smile to your face when I showed up. Kim will like you too. Kim, you're
3: online too. What's going on? Hello. My fave. What's up, superstar? How are you?
7: I am great. I'm so glad I found you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's hey, like I spy. It's going to be a little easier here in just a second. So you just you you just you you be real it's going to be real easy here in a second. I'm
7: um, I'm a little scared
3: for your partner there oh andrew yeah. he, i'm hey, scared for myself kim <laughs> you'd like him because you'd be like
7: oh he's a good looking guy blah 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 we'll take a care okay of. okay okay but you're i mean first of all i saw the pizza what was that thing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah that was that was that was not good
3: total sicilian right here
0: that was not good yeah i yeah, i completely so, screwed yeah. up there completely could you believe think- that like what was that kim Dude, you were given the dough already
7: made. I know,
3: I know. There's no excuse, Ken. Do do you want to walk him through how to use pre-made quality dough?
7: No, what I'm going to do is tell him to stop trying. Ouch. Ouch. That one one stinks. There's no hope there. No hope? Where was was the sauce? Yeah, where was the sauce? Oh, the the
0: sauce was on there? (laughs) It was just hard to find underneath that bread.
7: (laughs) No. no, well, I'll tell you why I'm worried for him, though. Why? What? Why? What I do? I I'm afraid. I'm afraid you're going to corrupt him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, Kim, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I think there are some times, Kim. He's going to look at me and think, and and you've known me forever, so you know I do a lot of like I make a lot of mistakes yeah. about life because I'm yeah. just kind of learning on the fly. <laughs> he's probably yeah. looking at yeah. me like, "There's no way this is true," and as you know. Every bit of it <laughs> is true, because
7: I need a lot of people
3: to help me out.
7: <laughs> I'll hold his yeah, hand through it all, Kim. <laughs> First of all, you said you would hang with anybody, and that's not true. No, I, you don't like people. In that's general. that's true. And he's and Andrew was trying to convince me that I
3: would really do it. I don't. I probably you'd give it a try. I, I, I thought you'd give it a try. I don't know. I don't know.
7: It just depends. I don't. I don't, I don't know
3: either. <laughs> Kim, so but <laughs> well, th-
7: we'll break. You know, Damon will break Andrew
3: and slowly. So, so here's the thing. I'm. I'm gonna screenshot you a picture of my iron settings, and I actually think it's kind of confusing. <laughs> it's almost as confusing you, as making a pizza. Why
7: don't you use a steamer instead? You know, a little. But I said, I don't know if we have a steamer.
0: Oh, get one. So much easier. So, so dude,
7: Amazon retail in the sky, twenty-five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Kim, do you work for Amazon? (laughs) No, but I I just thought of that. (laughs) So, so,
3: so, Kim, let's—we got to get to your Jays real quick. Are you concerned? Mm -hmm. Are you like, ah, Max got this?
7: Well, you and I both know Max got this. Okay, but but I'm too concerned. I do have concerns. I I feel like they're—they don't have a leader, Mm. a vocal leader.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
7: I mean Hawkins really helped them last year. He must
3: have been the guy. And I
7: don't, yeah, and I think four out of those five starters are very quiet. You know, they're they're not real vocal.
3: Who who so who do you, who so who do you think's the fifth that like gets after it?
7: I think I think Charmin's going to have to do something. Charmin yeah. has to step up, and I know that's tough because but Hawkins did it last year, you know. At, you know, the, the other co- thing is I really I really like Mason Miller and I really want to see him more on the court.
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Kim, it is fantastic to hear from you. Um, hey, spread the word too cuz uh, like I said it'll be a lot easier yeah. here in a sec. Yeah,
7: my my sister listens too, so you should say hello to oh, her. Oh, she she, very was, happy to she found was a bigger too.
3: fan. So I th- I th- I think I want to side with her, but you I talk to you more, so by default it's <laughs> me and you. <laughs>
7: It's always me and you. I mean, come on. And by the way, my boss it's is still you. wounded by your um. What did you call it? social cadence? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: T- t- Hey, tell him he's still the best. One of the smartest people I've ever met.
7: Yeah, I know. He hired me, of course he is. <laughs>
3: oh yeah, go
0: out on a go out with a bang. Kim. Thanks, Kim. She, she's fantastic.
7: Have a happy holidays, gentlemen. Thanks, you Kim. Oh, <laughs> bye, bye. Her Twitter. Some handle? great
3: callers. Sicilian stiletto. No one. So, so she's she's cooked some things for us, and she knows that I'm trying to come around on quality Italian food, mm-hmm. and so Which obviously I can't do. Yeah. Did you look at that dough again? <laughs> I was mortified that it wasn't even done.
0: Oh yeah. How can you get that done though? You know what I'm saying? Because with how thick it became, mm-hmm. it, the more you go, it's gonna burn. So, like, I could not get it there. Unless I was going to wait another two hours on, like, 150 (laughs) or however low Uh, the oven goes, I I don't think I could have done it.
3: She said something interesting. I I sat with uh, Sharif last night, uh, Mitchell, because they didn't get into town until, like, 2 a.m. the night before, right? So he said he he got a little sleep, and he came to watch his little brother who plays for uh, Westside. And it was quick. And and he – it's basically for them – I think, and I'm not, like, grilling him because that's my guy and it's disrespectful to just have be able to get intel. And then generally speaking, I think for him, it's about understanding and embracing the challenge of, of, of being a, a good basketball team. Like just coming into their own as, okay, this is my role. This is what I have to do to help us achieve our goals in its totality. I think they're still kind of – Figuring that part out,
0: I think that carries over to exactly what you were talking about with Creighton mm. and Kim. It's like they're, they're just still trying to figure yeah. figure out what what's going on out there. And that's what he's talking you know, a about. lot of times, I think I said this yesterday. You know, and she mentioned Baylor's name, like, and Pete, and he, and, and Shreve is playing with those mm-hmm. guys, so he has,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and he knows what they need, right? And and Baylor Shireman, everybody wants him to be that go to leader, but maybe it's just not him. Nah. Maybe it's got to be somebody else. Maybe that's just not his personality to take that take that pressure on well we'll see what happens friday in marquette coming up next brian christopherson here on coffee and cream
1: coffee and cream on Hale varsity radio with
2: andrew rogers and damon benning
0: Back with you, the eight o'clock hour here on Coffee and Morning on Tail Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. I know we've kind of gone a ton of different directions this morning, and I wish we could hit on almost everything.
3: Um, like <laughs> <laughs> no, our next guest, understands the way that our minds work. <laughs> yes. In particular, mind, I'm kind of right. kind of crazy,
0: right? You know, we we let off with Mike Leach and. Um, Maybe we'll get into more of that on Morning Dump, but also other things that we'll talk about. Omaha men's basketball and their win over Midland. Argentina is headed to the World Cup final and what we think about France and Morocco. And then also we'll talk a little Alexander Ovechkin. He got to 800, plus Carlos Correa gets a contract that is just completely outrageous. But we need to switch gears and talk Husker sports with Brian Christofferson. He's on the line, senior writer for Husker 247. 247.com Brian welcome to the show how are you
8: I'm doing well guys how are you doing
0: good and as you know we were just talking about how we get totally off topic more more often
3: or too many times I should say but you see I gotta start by asking because I don't think you were married to the idea of a long-term contract but no way you'd want your twins to go 13 years 300 plus <laughs> mil would you
8: no, no, that's not the Twins' way. Uh, the, the Twins' way is more like the two or three year deal for like Robbie Grossman. <laughs> that's, that's more our speed. So, I don't know if you saw though, the Twins apparently gave, offered like 10, 10 years, ten, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: They did. I and so. D- don't. So, at what point? And you're a baseball guy, so I love it. At what point is like double-digit years rolling the dice outside of like maybe Soto? Like, are there any? Like, what are you doing with double-digit years? And I get how contracts read, right? Deferred money, and but do you yeah. still want to be on the hook?
8: Yeah, that's too much for me. Um, I, I think that's going to backfire on the Giants. It's going to be a good run for a couple of years, and then. You know, about five years from now, it's going to be one of those contracts that's just a weight around your ankles. That's the way that one's going to feel.
0: I mean, he'll be 41 no, I by contract I, I understand. 41. That, that was absolutely insane to me. All right, let's switch gears, Brian, and uh, talk a little Husker football here because yesterday we found out that uh, there's going to be a reduction in regards to season tickets, which is great for fans. But combine that with the fact that this is a brand-new Husker football team, and I think it shows how important it is to Trev to really fill Memorial Stadium to the brim in Rules' first year and also show, um, or rather, also give fans the opportunity to all witness at least a glimpse of what the future looks like. What about the impact on the players, though? What do you predict the atmosphere will look like in 2023?
8: I think it's going to be fired up. It usually is for the first year of a new era. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement to see what tweaks are made in the style of football they play. I think what Trev did was an act of goodwill to the fan base that has stuck with them through a lot of rough years, and it was probably uh, something that's well-deserved for what I think is one of the most loyal fan bases you can find in sport. So if they've stuck with them through all they have the last few years, they're definitely going to be there this next year to see what happens as they start to build this thing. So I think it was a good move by the athletic department. It's going to be well-received, and I think – I think there's going to be a lot of energy by the time we get to that spring game, and there's a there's a lot of new personnel out there and all that stuff. It's going to be kind of exciting.
3: Hey, BC, a great piece as we're talking to Brian Christopherson from 24/7 Sports. Uh, you got a chance to talk to Trev, and he's telling you uh, the list uh, the audience out here that listen. There are things that I like. This is about what I expected. They're workers. They're passionate. They pay attention to detail. When you're listening to Trev, and you're you. He's setting the expectations for what you think he's gonna get from Coach Rule. Did you? Were you thinking to yourself, "Oh my gosh, this is so employer-employee lockstep." Like it sounds like he's describing who Trev is on the job. Is that good? Dangerous? Did you need a little nuance? Like, <laughs> isn't it weird? It's like they're like kindred spirits.
8: No, I think you're right, Damon. I thought that at the introductory press conference, too. They're kind of looking in the mirror, I think, when they talk. Uh, they're, 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 they're both very similar uh, in personality. I think they both have a very similar vision, and they were able to talk that out over the course of probably a month or two while they were working out this deal. And so I think there's already kind of an understanding of the direction they want to go. There are going to be twists and turns along the way but I do think they're on the same path. And and that's something Matt Rill really stressed at his opening press conference. He made a big deal about how um, you've got to have that leadership where you feel like they've got your back, Uh, you understand what they're about, they understand what you're about, and there's not going to be a lot of surprises. And so that, as you know, Damon, that's a huge part of having success. You've got to have that from the top down where you're kind of, uh, you're looking the same direction, at least, and sometimes you're going to disagree, but you know that you've got uh, the same goal at heart and the same sort of, uh, you're on the same path. And I, I think that uh, these two, uh, they feel that way right now. It-
0: Brian, I've spoken to a lot of Husker fans over the past week, and they all kind of say the same thing. They're anxiously waiting for Rule, Rule and his staff to make a big splash. What is your recommendation for them? Is it the give it time attitude or are, are you saying you may not see one given how Matt Rule likes to recruit?
8: Um, I'd say give it a little time. I think they're going to have some pretty big gets here still before this uh, cycle's over. I think uh, you got to look at some of the line guys. I think Cameron Lenhardt and uh, Princewell, the, the edge rusher down in, in Maynard, Texas, and Elijah Duty could be in play. I think they might flip that tight end, Andrew Metzger from Colorado, who he committed last night. I don't know if he's considered a big splash, but it's kinda of fun to go take one of the guys that uh, Dion just offered, you know. So I, I think that could uh, that could work out. So there there are some guys who I think are gonna get people pretty excited in this next week. Uh, But for those who uh, need a little more than that, I would say, yeah, it's going to be kind of a a steady stroll with Matt Rule. He's not going to try to get it all back with one player. He said that at his opening press conference, too. This isn't just about one guy. It's got to be about uh, a bunch of people working together for the same cause, So. Uh, this is just the first uh, the first bricks of uh, the building that are being put together. So people got to always remember that.
3: Yeah, and I get it. I like the little caveat, BC, because even I even have to catch myself, right? Because I I'm kind of getting a chance to know this staff, even the individuals, whether it was Junior Day or those guys out on the recruiting trail, and it's kind of scary. But giving your temperament of being super level headed, help me couch this where. I'm listening to Coach Satterfield and Coach Foley and Coop talk about the familiarity and how they know how to do this. And, you know, Coach Satterfield said, hey, while I'm doing this, this, and this, I know that Coach Rule is taking care of this, this, and this. Then he can trust that we're doing – and he he fill in the blanks. And it's like, wow, there's some comfort in knowing that there's know-how. But I have to always tell myself that doesn't – guarantee success I just feel good that there's a plan how much of that should we rest in
8: yeah I I think that's where your hope is it's that he's compiled a staff that really knows from past experience with him exactly how he operates they've been through this a little bit before building at Baylor some of these same exact guys and uh that was rubble at Baylor what they took over people have to remember that they had like 45 scholarship guys and one person in that class when Matt Rule took over so what he's looking at right now isn't going to scare them off um it, it, there's no guarantees as you say they're going to have to work really hard but they do they do know what to expect from one another because he's hired for the most part guys that he's seen in action he's seen that how their personalities work, um, how they might be able to recruit to certain guys, what their areas of strength are recruiting. So all that stuff is, uh, is knowledge that's been built up, and uh, you're, you're kind of banking that it's going to pay off over time. And it's also going to help you out in kind of a very difficult, chaotic December where you're really running around with your hair on fire, which is what they're doing. Um, but I think I think there's at least uh, organized chaos, as I would describe it. It feels like over there, and that's a very good thing.
0: We're speaking with Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. You can toss him a follow at Husker247BC on Twitter. Brian, Trev noted yesterday that Matt Rule has taken a unique approach when it comes to applying NIL. Any idea what that looks like yet and how it could possibly impact uh, or rather positively impact the recruiting process?
8: I don't know for sure. I kind of go back to his introduction press conference again when he said, Um, not that you won't use NIL to lure some guys from the portal, but I think he wants guys to earn it, too. I think there's going to be a feeling that you're not just owed something uh, for no reason, that you're going to want to play for the University of Nebraska, and that's your biggest thing. Like, it's about being a Husker. The NIL part is something that comes uh, with that. It's attached to it, and it's, uh, it's a bonus. Uh, but you really got to want to be about the program, first and foremost, and that type of guy. So I think that's who they're kind of looking for. And they'll use the NIL with those type of players, but they want a certain mindset with guys that they're very team-oriented and not the type of guys where it's going to be all about just chasing NIL uh, money or opportunities, and you get really distracted, and it kind of messes with your locker room. So I, I, I think that's sort of his vision in general, at least the way he explained it um, at his press conference the first day, but it's going to be interesting to take a deeper dive into that and see exactly what that means and what that entails, but uh, that was sort of what I got out of it, listening to him the first day.
3: BC, I, the immediate, so this was the morning after uh, the Rayola announcement was made, and, and we were on air, and I, I continued it in morning dump. I. I kind of went all in on there's this part of me just in getting the little parts of Coach Rule that I've been able to glean over the last three weeks and, and his staff. There's something about him because you've heard me say this for years, right? Coaches coach uh, coordinators. Coordinators coach position coaches. Position coaches coach players. I think that's a healthy hierarchy. There's something about Coach Rule and his energy where he enjoys coaching and modeling for his staff. Like, I think that's a big deal. And I, and I think that's how he's kind of picking his staff. How important do you think that is versus, okay, DB, that's all fine and good, but we need some guys with some experience too. Like, how are you kind of buoying or balancing the pros and cons there.
8: Yeah, that's the. There's a lot there. Um, I think, uh, I think his history has shown that he's, he's, I wouldn't say take a chance, but he's trusted some young guys that he's kind of watched for a few years in different roles that he thinks are now ready to be full-time assistant coaches. Like Terrence Knighton is a good example of that. He's been around him uh, for a couple years That. Carolina where he got to watch him sort of in an assistance assistance role and I think was impressed by just the way he taught and the way he communicated and he thought that's a guy who's going to succeed he has the base tools to communicate to players what he wants and how to teach the technique of the position Um, I'm going to trust my instincts here that that this guy's ready for this job so he's got a few hires like that but he also has guys like Ed Foley, who's a special teams coordinator who's, you know, in his mid fifties and he's been around a long time and done a lot of different things and held a lot of different roles. So I think there's a pretty good balance on this staff of, of guys who have, uh, held pretty, pretty significant roles before. And also those guys that Matt rules probably had three or four years to kind of look at in a different role. And he says they're ready now. And, uh, I think Terrence Knighton, we'll see how he does as a, as a coach on the field, but I know he's communicated very well with recruits and been a big hit so far on the trail. So that part, at least the initial impression, is a good one.
0: Hey, shifting gears here, despite recent outcomes, the Nebraska men's basketball team has looked comfortable and balanced on the floor. Um, why do you think it has been so easy for them to click so early on, and can the Creighton win be the biggest contributor to that?
8: Well, Matt Painter kind of said it in two words. Uh, They defend. It's the difference from last year. It's a team that I think really buys in on that side of the floor. They enjoy playing defense, and they play it with some tenacity. They really scramble around and uh, kind of makes up for some of their shortcomings, which they do have on the offensive end, and you can see it sometimes and little droughts that still pop up. But I think they're a pretty tough team mentally, I think that's kind of built off of having some super senior-type guys who have been around the block, your Sam they your Emmanuel Vandemals. They're just not easily flustered. And that's what Fred Hoiberg hoped they would be when he brought in those guys. And I think so far he's, he's kind of got what he wanted. Now, this is a big game Saturday. They need to they need to cash one in against Kansas State and Kansas City. Uh, if they could get that they have one after that where they should get to eight and five going into the rest of Big Ten and then you take your chances and you you hope your defense can be portable during the league and, and help you uh, make a run. But uh, I think they need to get one this Saturday to continue to boost confidence and um, kind of position themselves record-wise where they'll have some opportunities in Big Ten play to to at least have a shot at maybe an NIT if you went like 8-12 and 12 or something like that in the league.
3: Hey, BC, I've asked you kind of in a roundabout way with some other dynamics within the athletic department, but I look at what's going on with Nebraska volleyball and Coach Cook is going to have to kind of reset uh, and kind of recalibrate, going to have some new faces and the mantle or the, the you know, he's kind of passing the torch to a next group. Nebraska football going through another transition. Nebraska basketball maybe on a momentum uptick, given the caveat of what you said, a key you know, game this weekend to kind of build momentum. And within the athletic department, when you put it with softball and soccer and all the other sports, women's basketball is off to a good start. Can, in your opinion, as you've watched this athletic department for so long, do you feel good about the leadership with the staffs that are in place? That a rising tide can lift all boats.
8: I feel a lot better since Trav took over, and uh, I don't want to kiss up or sound like the suck up in class. I just am impressed with them.
3: Well, that's I why I, I asked you because it. you're so yeah. ma- like you you play you play it. You're not a all in and emotional warm fuzzy guy. So I think that's why you're the good guy to ask.
8: Well I can be warm and fuzzy. Damon, don't <laughs> say that <about> <laughs> um, v- no, I, can, I, I, I appreciate it. I'll take I'll take what the compliment was there. Yeah. Always take that take a compliment your mom. my mom told me.
3: <laughs> well, maybe it was my mom. Uh, she likes you too <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to break, bombs.
6: <laughs> oh, go ahead. So, BC. I.
8: I, I think Crab. Uh, Prev, has got a way about him where you just feel like it's a steady hand. I, I don't know if it's. He's just so good at answering questions. Maybe that's part of it. But I was impressed with sort of uh, how he was able to keep uh, the coaching search under covers. I mean that there wasn't a lot of information that really came out of that. And I I thought that was a very steady process where he got done exactly what he wanted to get done. And I think when you hear him talk, uh, he says stuff that matters uh, to the fan base in interviews. But there's a level approach there. And there's an understanding that it's going to take a lot of elbow grease to get Husker Athletics to where it needs to be. So I like the fact that he talks about the future. He doesn't dwell too much in the past and he he has said that many times, like, we can't get caught up always talking about the 90s around here and this and that. And I like that he also says stuff about, like, the volleyball program, like, let's not take this for granted. I mean, yes, they got knocked out in the Sweet 16, and that is a bummer uh, for how good they are, uh, but they're still a top-10 program. Mm. And um, we did this with football a couple decades ago where we didn't appreciate maybe how great they were and uh, then then we long for those days when they're gone. So I think people got to remember that with volleyball, even in a season like this, where it doesn't go quite how you want it to. BC, but I like how Trapp talked about all these different sports um, and just uh, kind of keep his eye looking ahead and not always uh, about what happens yesterday. your day. And that's the way it's got to be over there.
3: BC, what do I make of this? I'm going to get you out of this. Just because I know firsthand because they're, they're our guys, so I know the impact that this staff has had in a short amount of time. You know, Jalen Lloyd goes from a top four and an announcement three weeks ago to a top five and kind of waiting. I know how his parents feel about the impact that this staff has had in recruiting Jalen Lloyd. Tristan Alvano is being coveted all over the country in Nebraska. It has made such an impact – on on him, and so I know that's working as well. When you look at what they've been able to do relationally in such a short amount of time, do you have kind of a a reason why or some keys why they've been able to hit the ground running in terms of building relationships so quickly?
8: I have to think... That Matt Rule and Trev Alberts had some discussions leading up to this, uh, but even before he's hired, maybe um, you've got you've got to hit in state hard right off the bat. We've got to build that back up, and it feels like that has just been the real focus of Matt Rule, and I think it has really impressed guys. I know Tristan Alvano. I talked with him the other day for a story, and he. He just brought up all the places Matt Rule has been in the state and how it really stuck out to him. And he was a kid, a Nebraska kid. This is his words, not mine. He felt disrespected by the last staff. He just didn't feel like they... I'm I'm talking the old, old staff before Mickey. Mickey offered him. um, But before that, they didn't pay him any attention. And uh, he was kind of like, well, I guess that's not going to happen. And now it's very much in play because matt rule and this staff uh immediately said you guys locally are a priority we're going to show it we're going to send our head coach everywhere in the state the first five days when he could be anywhere else in the country but he's in nebraska and so i think that means a lot to kids they don't miss that and uh it could play a factor here in some of their decisions i think it will
0: Brian Christofferson, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk again soon.
8: Yep, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks,
0: BC. That is Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. He brought up a great point at the end there, DB. Mending relationships is a key to Matt Rule's success
3: so early on. Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, like even just the impacts that he's been able to make where, you know, a couple, two weeks ago it was – you know, we want to go to Gretna and they won't even speak with us. Last weekend it was, okay, we'll take a call, right? So, and I'm not saying, hey, hey you know, <laughs> I'm definitely not saying, hey, Zayn in Nebraska, because I'm not. I think, he's, I think he's committed to Oklahoma State. What I'm saying is, is that's just another example of folks kind of staying with it, believing. I mean, Coach Rule used the term heartbroken, over how, what's transpired with, with Flores s- since he's, his high school career in the state of Nebraska, you don't hear that a ton. It, it, it breaks my heart. You know what I mean? Like So that lets me know, okay, there's going to be some serious relationship building that's going on that I think the folks in this state and recruits in general across the country need to know because it's very volatile with movement and getting able to do what you want to do and go where you want to go where feeling like you're with family can be the ultimate trump card to get folks to
0: settle in at Nebraska. Great point. We'll talk to Jim Polzine next. He covers all things Wisconsin.
1: Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back. Coffee and
3: cream in the morning with Andrew Rogers and ODB. That's me. Hey, you need tickets or have tickets but can't go. Red Zone tickets buys and sells tickets for all types of events. That's events like Morgan Wallen, NCAA Volleyball Final Four. There's Creighton Basketball, Husker Basketball, Manheim Steamroller, UNO Hockey, and more. What about the NFL? Chiefs, Vikings, Dallas Cowboys, or maybe if you are like our next guest, the Packers. Well, Red Zone Tickets, they got a wide variety of NFL tickets at many price points. Red Zone Tickets is located in Omaha. Reliable, local source, and much like combined GPAs for Andrew Rogers and I, <laughs> they have a A-plus better business rating. Visit RedZoneTickets.com. That's RedZoneTickets.com today. Jim Pulsey on the line. He covers all things Badgers, Wisconsin.
0: DB mentioned it, even the Packers. You can toss him a follow at WSJ on Twitter. Jim, thanks for much. Th- thanks so much for joining the show. Excuse me. How are you doing today?
3: Jim, good to talk to you again.
9: Yeah, good, guys. How are you doing? Good,
0: Good, thanks. Hey, you know, let's start here with Wisconsin. The men's basketball team has been on the rise over the last two weeks. They went from unranked to rank 22 in the nation in the AP polls, and they have wins against Maryland and Iowa to help them get there. Now, that makes six Big Ten teams in the top 25. Would you say the Big Ten is the toughest conference to play in this year? Uh, That's
9: a good question. I get so... um wrapped up in just the Big Ten that sometimes I don't spend a lot of time looking around to other conferences Um, you know they went head to head with the ACC in the Big Ten ACC Challenge I think the ACC won that so I'm a little hesitant to declare the Big Ten um, the best but I will say and I I feel like I say this every year um, it's really really good and it's really really good top to bottom you know like even look at your guys at Nebraska um, that's that's a really good team, and if that's if that's one of your bottom half teams, that just speaks to how good this league is jim how do you, how do you think Wisconsin
3: wants to play? We know what the style or I, I hate the word narrative, but like kind of what the story is on how Wisconsin wants to play offensively, but you we know, got a couple guys that can can score the basketball. I know um, offensively it's always kind of been a thing when it comes to their recruiting. What does Wisconsin look like? When they're playing well
9: with this particular group? I would say there's been a shift the last yeah. two to three years of they're playing a little faster. Now, when I say that, we're not talking, <laughs> you know, the uh, or Loyola Marymount from, from the 80s and 90s. But for this program, it, it's typically, if you look at Ken Pomp's numbers, they've typically been very low in tempo, like one of the slower, quote unquote, teams in the country. Uh, last year, they were in like the 200s, which for this program is you know, pretty remarkable. They've gone down a little bit this year, but I guess the point is that I'm, in the recruiting world, they're actually selling that, hey, come here, we're going to play a little faster. Um, they've got a, a point guard in Chucky e. Hepper who they trust and uh, to make good decisions in transition. Uh, you're going to see more three-pointers being thrown up in transition than you probably have in the past, so it's a little different, but by no means is this a program that's going to run with you. Uh, they're going to what they've always done, what they've done for 25 years, is take good shots, and whether that comes in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock or the last five seconds, um, they're going to try to find the best shot.
3: Jim, it's interesting. Chucky, he, uh, he's great. His father and I, great family friends. He grew up right here. Uh, our kids played together, so we obviously follow him closely. Level of surprise that he's shooting it so much better from three in general, but then so much better from three, then from two-point. And how do you like his offensive evolution as you knew he was a defensive stopper and a really good floor general?
9: Yeah, I mean, he's – so he started off really slow this season. Yes, he did. Just red hot (laughs) lately, and and this team needs that. I mean, if this team was going to be good, if if it was going to hit its ceiling, they need Chucky Hepburn to be good. And and I think he knew that. I think think coming into the season, one of the big keys was – How do you replace Johnny Davis? And and one of the answers to that is Chucky Hepburn and his growth. And so I think he's done a great job. Um, I think he can be better even still. I think he's going to progress over these next couple months and and couple years. And and I think he's got a chance to be a real star here at Wisconsin. And I think he embraces that. I I think the one thing, too, is his leadership skills are tremendous. Even last year as a freshman they were, and I think they've taken a step this year.
3: How does he compliment Tyler Wall, who I kind of – I think the kids call it swag. <laughs> he's got a little bit of – I like his confidence. He, hes I, I just like the, his style of play in terms of, of, of what he believes in. And yet another guy from Minnesota that that state couldn't keep that other schools are benefiting from like Wisconsin. <laughs>
9: Yeah, I mean the funny thing about Tyler and I told Tyler this on uh, media day back in I think it was September. Um when he was a freshman here and I was I was a beat writer still at that time. I do you know, I moved into a columnist role now, but um we couldn't get him to say more than three words. Like he would come in <laughs> um, in a group interview and it would you know, it'd be one or two word answers and, and maybe once or twice we'd get a two sentence answer. Um, but he's really he's he's kinda of come out of his shell the last couple of years. And I think it's come out of his shell on the court too. Um, he's just—he's been a guy that just plays with confidence, and you know, waving goodbye to Iowa fans the other night was oh, a little bit yeah. out of character, I think. But yeah. it shows his confidence and leadership and swag, like you said. And they need that again. Like losing Johnny Davis was a huge, huge thing, and they need other guys to step up and uh, embrace that role of being leaders and um, energy guys. And and Tyler Wall has certainly done that this year.
0: We're speaking with Jim Polsey at Jim Polsey, WSJ on Twitter. Jim, just three weeks ago, this team took on Marquette. And I started with a question about a, the team that made their way into the top 25, which was the Wisconsin Badgers. And how about now a team that's dropped? Out of the top twenty five the Creighton Blue Jays, now Creighton has Marquette on deck, and Blue Jay fans are antsy for a win, <laughs> but can it come against the golden That's, eagles? I mean this is a game well this is a game that went to overtime for the Badgers just three weeks ago. How impressed are you by Marquette, and what do they do well as a group
9: yeah, so i uh, that was a surprising result as far as I was concerned, because Marquette had beaten. Baylor pretty badly four days earlier and Wisconsin had lost at home to Wake Forest so I, I fully expected to go into the Pfizer Forum that day and, and write about a Marquette victory mm. um, and then Wisconsin just kind of played out of their mind, Chucky Heppard in particular played out of his mind in the first half uh, and they won that game um, I think it's a team that's still forming a little bit of an identity under Shaka Spart I don't think he's got all the pieces he wants but you know Cam Jones was really really good against Wisconsin they've got a bunch of athletes. Um, David Joplin's a kid from in-state here that you know I think Wisconsin looked at at one point, but he went to Texas and now he's back at Marquette. Um, so they're getting there. I, I Personally, I'm a big fan of Shaka. I, I just I think he's a tremendous human being, and uh, I, I think he's got a system that he operates with conviction, and I think they're going to get there. I'm not sure they're... I think they're going to be like a lot of teams in the country right now where you just can't trust them night to night they're a little bit up and down a little bit roller coaster um so it's going to depend on what team shows up against creighton but um i i think that's a really good team potentially down the road a couple of years i think that's a really good program
3: jim what a lot of folks want to hear uh, around here is the transition to football real quick just with what happened late with coach fickle um kind of came on the market i, I know there were a couple of schools he was looking at wisconsin for a, a while then the whole Leonard, Jim Leonard saga, as you're transitioning you're a couple of years removed from, from Barry Alvarez, uh, kind of the unceremonious or Wisconsin way with Chris to Leonard, now Leonard says he's leaving, but he'll coach the bowl game. What do you see as kind of the stability and the program that was one of the kings of stability since – you know, for the last 20 years in the conference, like, where do you see the trajectory
9: in terms of how the dynamics have played out? Yeah, this is a great question because you, you really hit on, on a couple key words there, stability being one of them. It's just this program has been a uh, picture of consistency and continuity for, for so many years. Um, and now it's, it's this change, and, and I, I don't know how to describe it even. I, I think it's necessary to some degree. Mm. Uh, I wrote that the night that Fickle was hired yeah. there's been times with the last two months where I, I'm, I kind of wondered whether Chris McIntosh should just blow this whole thing up and start over um, and I never wrote that because uh, part of me thought that Jim Leonard could be that guy that could do that to some degree that he could he could he knew that there were problems in recruiting and and, and certainly on offense and he could be the guy that kind of pushed that button and and created change um, and I and I never at one point during this Two month search thought that Luke Fickle was an option. I just I didn't didn't even consider it. I thought Luke Fickle had so many better options or <laughs> different options. You
3: and eighty percent
9: of the general government.
3: public. I mean right. what a
9: shocker. Right. So I mean, I guess had I considered Luke Fickle as a candidate, I might have endorsed him early, but <laughs> didn't consider it. And, and but like I wrote, I think he if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna blow this thing up. I think he's a great choice because mm. I, I, I think he's got a little bit of Wisconsin roots in terms of development and um, building from the high school ranks and, and, and going on defense and running the ball. But I think he's willing to take some chances. And, you know, the, the key phrase around this, these parts lately is air raid offense, which blows my mind that Wisconsin's going to try that, and yet I'm fascinated to see what what <laughs> happens with it.
0: Jim Polsey, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, guys. Take care. Coming up next, Creighton basketball, Joel Lorenzi's back today.
1: He's on. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: King on the load.
1: Buckle up. 10-0 run for the Jays. Oh, almost
2: another turnover. It is. Don't need a three in this possession. Get downhill. One timeout left. Greasel looking for help. Naga Tie game.
0: Back with you, talking and in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. And now let's talk a little Creighton basketball. We tried to get to Joel yesterday, but Joel had the luxury of dealing TSA, with baby TSA agents at the <laughs> Vegas airport, uh, but we're welcoming him back onto the show today. We'll get him back on Tuesdays normally, but Joel, welcome back to Omaha. How was the trip outside of the fact that you came back with two losses?
5: Yeah, let me tell y'all, man, I, I I don't got a ton of enemies, but TSA and Vegas, got they, they got to see me next time I'm there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> man, man, man like, I, I feel really bad. I, um, I like talking to you guys, and um, I tried to really make that work yesterday, and then the day before, I was supposed to get on 1620, and that time difference was so crazy. Um, I'm not a morning person, admittedly, most people know that, <laughs> um, but... You know, I woke up at eight, like a like a good citizen that day, um, and realized I missed my slot by like an hour or whatever it was, because uh, the two hour difference. So, man, the Vegas time difference was killing me. All the NBA games were done before the sun went down. Like it was just <laughs> a crazy, crazy scene. Hey, let let me let
3: me get this out of the way real quick. Since you mentioned NBA, and I never get to talk it, even though I love it. Uh, I got four guys for you. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Slot, oh slot those mid-range guys for me. Oh,
5: mid-range guys. You got to take Tatum one, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Hands down. <laughs> They're Kobe Do disciples. I, I, no, listen, Joel, this is your floor. You love you love the NBA. I'm just listening. Tatum's a, a St. Louis guy. That's why I said
5: number <laughs> You're one a hater. Sure. <laughs> I think the book has to be one for me, just the way he's done it longer. Um, I think JT, two, Shea Gildress, three, and then JB, four. And I got a lot of love for JB. Um, Shea Gildress, I, I can't think of – I mean, Shea Gilders has got a higher usage rate. I can't think of who actually spends more time in the mid-range between him and, and Jalen Brown, but it feels like um, – Shay Gilders is just more effective there, but I will say like Jalen Brown. I, I would have to see the numbers, but I just Shay Gilgis is just so effective once he gets a paint touch, so that's why he's ahead of him for me. But yeah, top two are, are D Book and J T. Uh,
3: are you are you moving Shay Gilders Alexander at the deadline with that contract looming?
5: Um,
2: if I'm the Thunder,
5: yeah. No, I mean the season he's had. Dude is a a clear franchise player. You, you
3: got some um, guys you're gonna them. have to pay though.
5: Yeah, I think uh, yeah they got some decisions to make, but um, I think people gotta remember like they got some pieces still. Um, a lot. I don't know their record right now, but um, they haven't even had a game where they uh, played Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they won't get the worst pick in this draft, which is a pretty. Uh, loaded draft upcoming. They got some decisions to make, but they're not in the worst spot, and they got uh, still got a heap of picks.
3: So <laughs> they fleeced the NBA for those picks. <laughs> All right, let's t- let's talk, sure. Creighton. I was I, I sat with uh, Sharif Mitchell last night. We were together watching. He was watching his little brother. I was watching my kid play at at, at West Side, and he was interesting, you know, because he talked about kind of them evolving into a team that understands roles with pressure of needing to be successful how it's different being in the locker room than just us in the media saying hey man you need a leader right there there's obviously something to that right as you watch this team kind of find their way
5: yeah um and i think the understanding roles is probably important on a team where um you got so many on ball creators the guys that are capable of being initiators um, but that's something we knew before the season. I think um you kinda mentioned it what, what what this team has struggled with during its recent stretch is you look around, um, and there is no clear leader. Um, you know, there is no singular person that is gonna put their foot down and rather the team like I guess you you, you really had in Ryan Hawkins last year. And so, um that's 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 a problem in the early season, especially with a schedule like they played. I mean, they played one of their tougher stretches in all of college basketball. Um, I think, I I don't think it's far-fetched. I mean, clearly Mac believes this, um, more than anyone, but I don't think it's far-fetched for them to have some success, um, you know, in terms of vocality and leadership as a committee. I mean, that's, that's what he's preached all year, but I think it would have been super difficult to happen this early. Um, I don't know the degree of success they have behind it. um, but I think it's possible down the line, but um, you're kind of seeing some of that manifest now, I think.
0: Joel, you talk leaders, but who is that leader? Who needs to be that leader? Because a lot of people out there wanted to be Shireman so badly, but is it him? I mean, you're around this team as much as anyone. Who can it be? Who should it be?
5: Yeah, um, you know, the, Farabella was the name that was tossed around. Um in the summer, by by Mac, because he was um, such a good was, shooter. Yeah, and and I gotta imagine it's hard um, for him because he hasn't had nearly the the season that he was projected to have. I mean, he came in as a, a forty plus percent three point shooter, and he hasn't. I mean, he's had like half that kind of season. So um, I gotta imagine he's he's dealing with his own stuff. Um, but yeah, he he. Now the conversation shifted to where he could be one of the guys who's the most vocal, but he can't be the guy, I don't think. And so you look around, and I don't know. Who, I know people are lobbing uh, Baylor up as, as a name um, just because he's older and he's uh, played a lot of college basketball, but um, I don't think he's too far ahead of the rest of the guys. I think, I think frankly, I think uh, you look around in terms of maturity, um, for their age, because they obviously do a lot of their courage uh, younger. Um, I think Ryan Nembhard, uh mm. stands out in terms of maturity. And I don't know if it'll happen this year or by next year. Um, but I think Ryan Nemhardt should be being looked to as that guy. Obviously, he's not ready, I don't think. But he's way more mature than I think a lot of sophomores are. So, if I, if I was on the outside looking in, I, 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 I would think it would be him,
3: frankly. It's cool to hear, uh, and Sharif say, like, that's his guy, right? He's a, I think he's exceptionally close with Nim and They play the same position, and it can be at your expense, and I think that's when real running can happen. So, I don't think it's necessarily a chemistry issue like would be the low-hanging fruit to pick with this team, Joel, because I think there is a level of understanding. But let me ask you this, because people talk about shooting and behind the arc, 3 point, and You know, currently at about 34-ish percent shooting. And I was talking to my buddy Jacob Padilla yesterday. I think it's bigger than just the bottom line of what they do from behind the arc. It seems like the shot selection and the misses happen kind of when games are in, in the balance or in crunch time where it's like, wow, that's not how I'm accustomed to seeing Creighton play. How much of it can be condensed down to just how you play when it's nut-cutting time versus the regular course of game flow?
5: Hmm. I'm not sure. Um, I do think that over the course of the game, before clutch time comes around, uh, they do – like you've seen some of these losses. Um, and obviously, the last couple are, are different – um, with that I think those are both obvious wins with call winner because obviously they were decided by you know one final possession. But with with some of these other losses, and you just kind of saw throughout the course of the the last two, um, they just their floor. There's a gamble that they that they have in their play style and relying so much on shot making because they do got so many. Guys that are supposed to be, you know, some of the better shot makers around. Um, and you know, when they're not on it, it just, it's hell for them, man. Um, yeah. and it's not like they have the defense they had last year that could carry them along the way on the other end when the shots weren't falling. Um, which is something they have to pick up. But, um, so I think through the course of a game, like momentum is a real thing. And, um, this is a team that, that you know, Outside of last game, because they, they played a way different second half than they did first half last game. Um, this yeah, team, shot it think, a lot better. Yeah, and this team really, like, hasn't gotten that all season, to to, to my knowledge, like, when I watch. Like, it feels like they have – they like to replicate halves in terms of shooting and and whatnot. So, um, in terms of momentum, like, if they start out flat, like, you won't see a ton of that barring the last two minutes when Baylor Sharmann – to hit three threes in the last 30 seconds to bring him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's been game. clutch his whole you know, life. So. He, he, he's really
3: yeah, that yeah. dude. Like he, right. He's just a winner. Yeah, it's,
5: it's been too little too late this year, though, yep. in, in a few games. Hey,
0: Joel, before we let you go, I want to get to our poll question here, and I want to ask Joel. Joel, do you or do you know of any kids, uh, whether it's in your family or you know, that just kind of around yourself, uh, acknowledge half birthdays?
5: No. Exactly. Man, Thank- no, <laughs> That's right. That is such a spoiled idea. Uh, that is crazy. We barely celebrate birthdays. Yes! Uh, yes! Birthday yes! Birthday, yeah.
9: <laughs> Told you.
3: Uh, listen,
0: <laughs> I, I, you didn't have to tell me hey, anything. I for for I whatever the
3: reason, I knew we would be in lockstep. Joel, I'll let you figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, a great exit! Uh, for I, I'm wild, Joel. You gotta watch me, man. You'll figure that out the longer you're here. I, you gotta watch me with both I hear eyes. You
0: know <laughs> <it>. <laughs> hey, take it easy, Joel. Thanks, buddy.
5: Y'all too, man. Oh, that's great.
0: Hey, uh, the poll results too. Ninety-one point three percent said no. <laughs> he said no. No. Hey, if you missed anything, catch us on the pod morning dump. We have a lot more to talk about. You'll see us there.